keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City as well as YouTube. Our new hoodies have just come in. So whoever purchased their first Keys to the City hoodie, we got a new apparel for you. So stay tuned with that. If we want another order, let us know. We good? Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're, we're good. not. Yeah. We're not on. Are we on? Yeah, bro. I hope we're on. I hope people we look good right now. We got the black hoodies. We look good right now. But you have a giant hoodie. On. I have a. It's a nice hoodie. It's a military hoodie. And I can't, come on. What's wrong with this? Supporting the military. I am a supporter of the military. But let's bring in the Joseph Aguirre because, as you know, he's always on. If he's even around. And there he I'm is. I'm here, baby. Yeah, let's do it. Joseph, Joe, Joe, are we live on? Are Facebook? we live right now? Because I'm not seeing anything come up. We are. We are live on Facebook. Are we? Oh, you know what? We are live on Facebook. Now we're live? It's officially live on Facebook. Joseph, Joseph. We were live on YouTube. We were live on Spotify. That was Mark Zuckerberg's fault. It 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 um it had it it stopped connecting to Facebook because Mark Zuckerberg likes to uh, who knows the Russians or some nonsense. He doesn't like he he doesn't like keys to the city. He's not supporting keys to the city right now. But that's all right. So we'll talk, we got a great show. It's an all NFL show. We will get to Joe's quick take on Game Six because we didn't get to talk to him about it. We had our show the other night about it. We didn't get Joe on, so we'll get his take quick. But we're gonna also talk about the three rookie quarterbacks. Tua Tagovailoa is finally, it's Tua time in Miami. We'll finally get his much anticipated debut against a very tough LA Rams team on Sunday. But we're gonna talk about those three quarterbacks. Is this reminiscent of the 2004 draft class of Eli, Ben, and Phillip Rivers? And if so, which quarterback would you take for the next 10 to 12 years? We're also gonna talk about the best rivalry in the NFL. No, it's not the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles, all you NFC Lease fans. It is the Baltimore Ravens versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Five and one versus six and oh. One of the two lonely undefeated teams left in this NFL season. Is Baltimore struggling this season because they're not letting Lamar do his thing? And even we could say to the Pittsburgh Steelers because both teams are struggling with the passing game. We'll talk about all of that. But, Joe, like I said, game six, we had a new championship or new champion in the world of baseball after the long – never knew if we are going to have a baseball season. Finally had it. The season comes to an end. We had the two best teams. Everything was going great. The series was great. We look like game seven, maybe on the brink of it with Blake Snell pitching a gem and Kevin Cash pulls the analytics move. Joe, I'm only going to ask you because we already gave our take the other night. So, Joe, the floor is yours. What do you think of the call? Were you frustrated about it? You know, we talked about this a million. We've talked about this a million times. Look, the idea that guys that are 0 for 6 with six strikeups, six strikeouts, which is what uh, Betts, Seager, and, and Turner were, the next three guys in the lineup and, and what they had done against Snell so far. Now, this is why I always say with analytics, I get confused. Does 0 for 6 with six strikeouts mean I'm going to be 0 for 9 with nine, nine strikeouts? Or is it what I think it is where these guys are probably due? We know third time around batting averages certainly go up not necessarily against your ace 
and not not when you've literally seen what you're seeing. So I I don't know if this was necessarily analytics' fault as much as I think this might have been Kevin Cash actually taking a page out of Aaron Boone's book and sort of looking into the data and and almost psyching himself out to think, you know what, what are the chances Snell's going to get through these next three guys without giving up any damage? But here's my other thought and why I think that was the stupidest thing he could have done. If you could have got, say, seven innings, eight innings out of Blake Snell and won that game one nothing, you would have you would have, you would have gone in the game seven with literally everybody able to go multiple innings with the exception of Blake Snell. You would have had Morton to start, Glass now, and all of your relievers, Sanchez, maybe one guy who might have pitched the ninth. That was yep. you would have been so set because I'll tell you what, going up against Walker Bueller. You were going to have your your work cut out for you. To have 13 pitchers rested and available would have been amazing. And we'll never know. It's a shame that we'll never know. And it's a shame that, you know, look, I I don't think this takes away from what a great manager Kevin Cash is. He blew it. I mean, this was Kevin Cash, I think, making a decision. It's on Blake Snell, too, though. Uh, was that uh, Trevor? I think you were the one that sent me a video of a few years ago when when uh, Joe Torre a few years ago, not not a few years ago, but a lot of years ago, Joe Torre came out to get Mike Messina, and Mike Messina screamed at Joe Torre to get his ass back in that dugout, and Joe apologized and turned around and went back in and let Messina finish the game. Oh, it was Ted that, Ted that said it. He said, if I'm Blake Snell, I would have never let go of I said, I, what, what, what happened to him? Maybe the pitcher's saying, you're not taking the ball from me. What is he going to do? To really take the ball away from me. Like, it'd be different if it was – Listen, like, Tim, I would have said, let me get him. I got him. You know, and then say, listen, you want to bring in Nick Anderson right after this guy? I got Mookie. Give me a batter-by-batter batter situation. Now, you can say he hasn't pitched six innings since November 19th of, or uh, since 2019, but it was it was over a year. But here's the thing. We went through a season where it was 60 games. Really, where he was at right now would be mid-season form during in a regular, normal season. Because it would have been about July, and this is what, and that's this, what, and this wasn't just some regular guy. This was a guy that won twenty plus games. He's a side young for God's sake. And and Tim Kirchner said it best: you make a decision like this in the regular season, a decision like this in the postseason, not let alone the World Series. John Smoltz says you're, he was on fire. You're, take, you're taking that's one of the boldest calls moves you can ever see in the history of sports, not just baseball, but the history of sports, knowing that you're ace and he was an ace. That's the not, ace. Would you not agree, and, Joe? And he was an ace throughout this entire postseason, not yeah. Glassnell. Glassnell struggled throughout this postseason. Blake Snell looked great and he dominated. He was dealing. He gave up a hit. So what? It happened for him to go out and a chance. It's a do or die. Your season on the line. You can't lose. You're either going home or you're going. You're having one more day left to try to win a championship. And Kevin Cash, I did say a week ago, he was the best manager in baseball. I still believe so because of the fact that he makes great moves. But a move like this is a move that, that is going to haunt him and haunt this franchise because of the fact that how close they were to actually maybe winning. And they have to play the perfect game against a team like the Dodgers who are pretty much shaped up to be like a perfect team lineup pitching even the bullpen pitched well you had to play perfect you had a guy pitching well nearly as perfect as you could 
especially in a do or die game. And for him to make that decision, maybe it, it cost him. It was a costly, costly, costly decision. And if, and they pay for it. And you know, maybe maybe Major League Baseball said, "Hey, Kevin Cash, there's a nice uh, envelope at, on your desk when you go back to the thing. If you end the game now, because we're gonna have a positive test. What we don't, the hell is he talking well, about? Well, because man. if they had a positive test, which they did with Justin Turner, they were not gonna play Game Seven next night. The Dodgers would have a quarantine, and and they would have had to check everything. What do you think this is? A, they already said it on the Yahoo. Thinks there's a freaking conspiracy they, now, Joe. Joe, they weren't gonna play Game. Last seven. year we had cheaters. This year we got. Conspiracists. Well, first of all, if there if there was a game seven, they were not playing the next night. They already said it. There would not have been a game the next night on Wednesday, which means they would have had to wait at least forty eight hours for negative results. Okay, so you were talking. Baseball, Manfred, Manfred and baseball wanted to be done as soon as possible. And as soon as they're done, I mean, even the Dodgers guy had a script written on a piece of paper. He was ready to go, Joe. He was already typed out. <laughs> that guy had it. That guy didn't know what to say to his own damn team after winning a championship. He had to type it up. Get the hell out of here, man. It was all scripted, Joe. They knew it. They had the Dodgers win 60 games. That's it. It's over. I do want to cover one more thing before we get on to football, and that's this Randy Rosarena nonsense. He got the name right this time. Randy Rosarena set records with 10 home runs and 29 hits, and kudos to Randy on an outstanding postseason. Here's what's wrong with this picture. Here's what's wrong with this picture. Derek Jeter set the record for hits in a postseason in 1996. He played in 12 games. (laughs) Randy Rosarena had 20 games. What are you guys even? I can't even believe people are having this conversation. 10 home runs in 20 games. Judge hit nine and twenty-eight regular season games. What what does that have to do? I mean, dude, you're talking about different records and totally different. Like these aren't comparable. Giancarlo Stanton had 76 regular season at bats this year. A Rosarena had 77 of the playoffs. Really? You cannot pot yes. I looked all this up, boys. Listen. We've got to stop this. Do you, you know back in back originally? The American League and National League played their schedule, and then the top teams just had a World Series. That yeah, was know. it. Postseason could have been four games, and we're going home. That was before then they split them up. Then, then they, they the split them up. Divisions, right? You had the championship series, right? Your pennant, and then World Series. Could be eight games, and you're gone. Then they bumped it to 12. And, uh, you know, it occurred to me, and I think it was 98, Bernie Williams – Broke yeah, Babe Ruth's record for most career postseason homers, and I was like, "All right, wait a minute," because I love I love me some Bernie. But then, how could you even compare these things? You cannot compare postseason records from before division series, before the the championship. You cannot possibly just have one. Po- this is so stupid. Joe, can I just say something from what I just This heard? is stupid. I can't I gotta, believe I people are celebrating this. I'm very serious to you. From yeah. what I'm hearing the past minute and a half of your spieling, I just hear a jealous hater right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm only kidding. Well, you know, Joe, you know, all I hear is you know what jealous hater. Oh, no, no. You know what Joe sounds He's like? He's the record. Not Joe sounds like all those Yankee fans who wanted to criticize and kill Roger Maris 
for breaking Babe Ruth's record of home runs during regular season because he played in 162 and not 154. Teddy, a little bit, yes. I mean, I, I'm just, I get, I get the asterisk. I get so it. Did, I understand why they did it. So did Barry Bonds actually hit more than 60 in 154 games? Because yes. if not, then he, he did. Oh yeah, he did. So oh, then, God, yeah. No, well, I know he hit 70, but did he, he have 73? So did he have more than 60 by 154 games? Yeah, there's only eight games. He had 13 home runs and eight games left. He might have the way he was fucked. Oh, excuse me, he was yeah. in home runs that season. See, Chase, that's good information. In the Super Bowl era, they should say that this is the divisional series. And if you're going to go with four rounds from yeah, now the on, because since 1995, the wild card has been involved. But now, right? But that was three rounds. This yes, is a now, whole extra round. This is this is literally he got eight more games. I imagine if you, you can't play, compare those things. No, and here's the thing: imagine if they didn't sweep, they would have put and they would have had extra games. Are we right. This Yes. I just wanted to get that out there. No offense to Randy Rosarena. He's great. Get his rookie card for all you nerds like me out there. Get get the rookie card. He's gonna be special, but he's not he's not that good. What do you mean? He's the, the number he's, he's, good. he's, he's the greatest postseason hitter of all time now. What are you talking about? Oh my gosh. Dude, I, all right. dude, I will say this one. The kid, I know you're joking, or I'll I would lose my mind again. Go take a break. Look, <laughs> you know, he didn't perform well for a rookie in the playoffs. I mean, no, he performed. Yeah, he I performed. Mean, how much of this, guys? How much of this was who is this person? There's no scouting report on him. Well, you I'm have telling to, you. Yeah. Uh, he 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 had a, a a poor regular season, a 280 average and seven home runs. I mean, he certainly didn't light it up when he had it. There just yeah. wasn't a great scouting report on this Man, guy. He was only on the postseason roster for defense and pinch running. Who knew so this tall. was going to happen? I mean, you, know what, you know what half a 280 is? Yeah. Gary Sanchez is batting average. And how is Clint Frazier up for a gold glove? All right, can we? We'll talk, twenty seven games. We'll talk more baseball next show. Well, how, how is that even possible? The Yankees have picked up the option of Zach Britton, but declined. Um, J. A. Happ and Brett Gardner. Well, we knew that. Teddy, oh, Teddy, three diving catches get you the Cy Young when ESPN's the ones voting on the uh, on the the defensive. You ready? Award. Joe, you ready? Joe, Joe, you know, Joe, you know who's winning the MVP? <laughs> Mike Trout. Mike Trout's winning MVP. Of course, he is. The well, greatest player in history. Actually, who is going to win? We'll have to talk about that when the awards come out because oh, I, Mike Trout. I, I can't I, wait for Jacob DeGrom and Mike Trout to win the well, Cy Young and so MVP. Who I picked, I picked uh, Mookie Betts and Judge to win the MVPs. That was where my picks. I remember that. Um, Cy Youngs, I had I had DeGrom again. I said, I'm going to pick him until he loses. And it wasn't like he had a bad season. Bieber's going to win the AL one. That's easy. I, I had Trout and uh, I had Trout and uh, Soto. Who do you think wins the win? I had Strasburg and I don't remember. Who do you think wins the NL? You think it's uh, I don't know. Who but we'll get into it when it happens because we don't know what's going to happen with baseball. They got their own messes to deal with now with the whole. How much money did they lose? Like four billion dollars. Sports that in general is losing a lot of money because of COVID, and it's still not going away. You know, we're about to hit another. I don't know spike why they call it COVID nineteen. They should just call it COVID twenty. I mean, just it call is it COVID twenty. It's twenty twenty. It's it's not till nineteen. Well, probably time. And we got two hundred. Technically started in nineteen. No, it didn't. It started. Well, it started to be at the end of nineteen in December. So technically, it is COVID nineteen. Well, when Donald Trump decided to make stop it. it. We're not getting into this. We are moving on to football, gentlemen. All right, no, can I just no, 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 because this is actually funny. Kelly, Kelly Ann Conway, oh, at one point, 
on CNN told them, she's like, look, we've been here before. It's not like this is COVID-1 or COVID-2. This is COVID-19. She thought there had been 18 previous COVIDs. She's an idiot. Anyways. Yeah. That happened. All of it. Come on. Can we just go run? Can we just go run? Why are we not doing it? Joe, come on. Where's your suit? You looked good last time. You got the gel. I appreciate hair. that. Yeah. And now what are you wearing? Okay, so let's get in to some football. And no, we're not talking about the New York Giants because, well, they, they're, they're going to lose. They're playing the best team in football. Should, they, who knows what's going to happen? I told Chef, watch them win Monday night. Stop it. Stop it. Giants win those weird games. They're, they're not gonna, beating the best team of football right now. Yes, I said it. If JC watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the best team of football. They're the most they beat Tom Brady. of the New York Giants. 50, 16 years ago, we had one of the better quarterback classes in the history of the NFL draft. Well, three consistent ones. Three. So this class, to some, had a lot of interesting names. But did we ever think they were going to perform? You think about the 2018 draft class because that was the one that was supposed to be, oh, my God, this stupendous draft class of, of all time. Baker, Sam Darnold, Darnold, Baker, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Lamar. Well, one of them's really good. That's Lamar. One of them is still figuring out if he wants to be good or not, Josh Allen. Two of them are maybe going to lose their jobs after this year, and one just keeps going on and back and forth like, well, find a new job, find a new job left and right, and Josh Rosen. So we can move away from that. Now you come back two years later and look at this draft class. Now, we all had Tua Tagovailoa as the new, you know, face of franchise a year ago. He was going to be the new face of the NFL and tank for Tua. He was going to be the obvious number one. Well, Joe Burrow comes in and takes the spotlight in college football. Now he's taking the spotlight as a rookie quarterback. I know they're 1-5. Oh, 1-5. What are they? Did they have a tie? Yeah, they had the tie. They had the Eagles. Well, they're 1-5 and 1 The Eagles decided to punt in overtime. 1-5-1. So Joe Burrow, you look at Joe Burrow's story. He's done tremendous. I know the team is around him has not performed, but they he get has. an offensive line. He'll be you, much. He'll, he'll be much better. Then you look at Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert was the most interesting name of them all, probably because he had the look of a franchise quarterback. He had everything you wanted: the smarts, the arm, the height, the legs. But we didn't think he was going to ever pan out because he's from Oregon, and we know how Oregon quarterbacks usually do in the NFL. They don't pan out. Joe Harrington. Joe Harrington, Marcus Mariota, <laughs> Achilles Smith, just a couple of big high price guys that got drafted at the Dixon time. was supposed to be Dennis Dixon. But look at Justin Herbert. He's taking the league by storm. Now we come over to this week. It's Tua time. And the one that we've been waiting for because, well, since about the past two years, we've heard tank for Tua for Miami. Well, now you're going to get your chance. But can we compare this to the 2004 draft class with Ben, Phillip Rivers, and Eli? You got Burrow, who's the number one pick. You got Herbert, who right now looks like, I mean, to some, maybe a top 10 quarterback. He's playing that great. And then you get two with the unknown. We still haven't seen him. Is this similar to that 2004 draft class? Or am I going crazy? Am I, am I going, am I overreacting? Well, I think right now it's a little bit overreaction, but it's a great, uh, it's a great point of where these guys can be because I believe three of those quarterbacks, I think Rivers one way or another, Eli and Ben, ben Roethlisberger all make the Hall of Fame yeah. one point or another. Yes. Okay, you can make the argument that maybe Rivers and Eli don't want, don't deserve it, whatever. I think they both will get in. They're both. They're all three are going to get in. You're going to look at Rivers. He's got, his numbers are all going to be top ten, and it's going to be worthy of a Super uh, Hall of Famer, just like Warren Moon. All right? It's going to be a similar thing. 
Here's the thing. I look at Herbert as your big big Ben Roethlisberger, big physical, athletic quarterback, can make things happen, might have the two Super Bowls. I think Burrow could be your uh, Eli Manning. And then I think Tua, it might be Rivers. We'll see what happens. Do you, be, do you think Tua's the one that doesn't win a Super Bowl out of these three? See, with Tua. The determination with these is all about the organization. And we're going to talk about it a little, a little bit, but the Trevor Lawrence decision about going to the Jets, you know, yeah. it's more than just you as a player. It's about the franchise you go to. It's about the supporting cast. It's about the, the management. You know, Patrick Mahomes would not be Patrick Mahomes if he didn't go to Kansas City. You go to an organization that's well-run. The Hunt family is always well-run. You go to an organization that has a great legendary head coach in Andy Reid. You have an offensive mind. Matt Nagy was the original guy. Now it's Eric Bieniemy. All right. We, you have, at the time, Kareem Hunt. Now they have O'Leary Edwards. You have Tyree Kill. You have Travis Kelsey. You have Sammy Watkins. You have McCarroll Hardman. You have you have offensive you have you have an offensive line that's very good put in front of you. Depending on where you go can make the whole – listen, Troy Aikman goes to the Dallas Cowboys, has Edmund Smith, Michael Irvin, great coach in Jimmy Johnson, offensive line, Joe Montana, Steve Young, they go to the 49ers. Think about the weapons those guys had. Big Ben, when he went to the Steelers, they had a great defense. They had Jerome Bettis as a running back in a great running game. They went 15-1. And, 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 they, and they didn't ask him to do too much. And you build confidence and you build within the system and you become the quarterback that everyone expects you to. All three of these quarterbacks can be those guys. All right, the key will be, can the organizations do what's best for the quarterback, sign them early, and put pieces around them to be successful? Because you look at Herbert, you know he's got all the tools. They have good weapons on the outside for him. Burrow, you like the weapons they have. What they need to do right now is protect him. He's been sacked 28 times this season. That's more than any quarterback in the league. Tua, can he stay healthy enough? My thing is, is you look at all three of these quarterbacks, Herbert has the look. Burrow has the look. The city as well behind him. And he's got the look. Tua, Tua's still TBD. But if you had to pick of the three, next 10 to 12 years, who would be your quarterback? That's it. See, it changes because if you told me this on draft day, you probably would have said Tua. Look, this is this is gonna change this is gonna change a million times over. This is the, the Pat Mahomes conversation. For the next 10 years, who would it be right now? Right now, I would say Herbert because of his size, strength, athleticism, arm thing. And I also like the organization of the Chargers to do right by him. I don't trust the Bengals organization. I've never trusted the Bengals organization. Are they going to be smart enough? and well endowed to put the right pieces around it and make sure that Burrow can stay friggin' upright for the future because we've seen Andrew Luck got killed in his first couple of years because he didn't want to put offensive linemen. Deshaun Watson is getting killed. killed, and we know what type of talent he is. So can you do right by the organization? And will Miami do what's right by Tua and protect them? And can Tua stay healthy? Right now, it's Herbert. It's not even close because you trust the Chargers much more so. Well, everybody has a different person to the liking. So like, who are you taking though right now? Right now? I, I I mean, I really do like Joe Burrow. I just like Burrow's attitude. I love Herbert. I would take Herbert too, but if I had to take, I, I love Burrow. I, I love that his his confidence ever since last year, becoming an LSU. I mean, we think about, just really think about LSU. For the past 10 to 12 years, LSU has never been known as a pass-heavy offense, has never been dominant in that type of way, but they dominated in the SEC last year. And he picked everybody apart that he played. Maybe the best offense we've ever seen yeah. in college football. And he dominated. I know he had Edwards Hilaire. I mean, I know they were great. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. 
They had Justin um, Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. They had a great defense around them. Brandy Moss was on But you had to have that quarterback that did it all. And he did everything for the LSU Tigers. He made them into an offense that said, wow, I didn't know LSU could do this. Now he's making Cincinnati. He's second all time, only behind a guy named Justin Herbert and most passing yards so far. With Justin Herbert's he's at gonna 309. Break Andrew Justin Herbert's at 309. Herbert is at 289 currently right now. So they are 1-2 also. So that's also a record in the Super Bowl era. That thing, uh, five, five games of 300 you can't, I mean, two is still – because we don't know what two is going to do. He's got a tough matchup. I don't expect him to do great things right away. He's go, It's going to take time for him to grasp this game. But you look at Herbert and, and Burrow, man, it's fascinating to see those two really – and we can even relate this to Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold. Because Darnold's in year three, Daniel Jones is in year two, and those two quarterbacks look like they're middle of the pack, where we're talking about Herbert as already maybe to some a top 10 quarterback in the league, and Burrow, who looks like he's on his way to getting there. They look like bona fide stars, whereas Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold look like bona fide middle of the pack guys, Joe. Am I wrong about that? Do I sound crazy? They both look like they have the look. If you, yeah, you're certainly right, but if you ask me to pick one of these three guys to be married to for the next 10 years based on talent, I would still say Tua. And I agree with you. I don't expect him to come out of the gate looking great. I think it's going to take a little adjusting for him to sort of get back to speed uh, and just get back to being Tua again. But I think all things considered, he's got the talent to still be better than those two guys. And they've been great. Don't get me wrong. No, no, no disrespect to either guy. I think Herbert has surprised a lot of people because I, I think most people figured Burrow could start day one. Herbert's not ready, but this just goes to show guys how little most like sports analysts really know or scouts. We have, right. Sure. You have no, you have no idea until you get the kid in practice and you sit down with the playbook and you start running plays. So, you know, is this class similar to 2004? I don't know. Is it similar to 2009 or 2007? Those were two big-time college uh, football uh, draft classes, and those are two of the worst draft classes in history. Jamarcus Russell, Brady Quinn just being some of the names on, on those two lists. Mm-hmm. Guys, we thought we're like definitely going to be – how are they not going to be great at that level? It happens. I don't think it's going to happen. Was supposed to be the guy. Sam Darnold, listen, we watched that game. Sam Darnold at the Rose Bowl, and I was like, that's going to be the giant quarterback next year. I want him to be the giant quarterback. And he had all, I mean, he looked like the kid. He looked like the star. But he went to the Jets. Are we blaming the kid or are we blaming the organization? See, my thing is with Tua Joe, to answer, I don't, uh, his game might be tougher to translate into the NFL because with Herbert, he's got the big arm. He's got the ability to make plays. Burrow, he's got – he doesn't have the strong arm, but he's got the ability to also make plays. Tua, I don't see Tua being – he gets compared to a lot of the Drew Brees. Doesn't have a great – doesn't have a strong arm, but he's precise. He's accurate with his throws. Sure, but you would have never said that in college. He was making all the throws. No, I know, no, I know that. He's athletic. He's but, accurate. But also, he's not the greatest runner. He's not known for his running. He can work, run. But he's not known Neither for – Neither is Justin Herbert is more known for it. Justin Herbert has Tua can run like Burrow. I don't know if Tua, Tua's game. And plus, Joe, do you remember when's, the last time, when's the last time you've seen, and Joe, you could say this because you're older than us, sorry, but who's the last left-handed quarterback that you've seen that could be really good? Steve Young? 
Scott Mitchell was pretty decent in the mid '90s, but yeah, before that, probably Steve, Steve Young. Young. That's just because there's not, that, that's because mean, there's not that many soft. lefties. You can't just use that as an excuse. I know, but I'm also saying, just never seen a lefty quarterback, especially a first round. Yeah, but how many? Look at college. How many lefty quarterbacks do you see? You know, I mean, it's lefties are a specialist. That's why when uh, in pitching in baseball, that's why they have lefty specialists. Guys, for they only have like one lefty in the bullpen. Dude, not not for nothing, not for nothing, but look at the fight game. There there was a time, you know, Oscar De La Hoya is a natural lefty. His trainer didn't know how to teach lefties, so he made him fight right-handed. This probably went on into the, into the 2000s where most guys that showed up at the gym lefty, they were like, no, 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 get that crap out of here. We fight with the right hand. And now that's all they see is the value in that left on a righty. You pound his face all day. So... There, there could be something to this. You're, it's just like facing a left-handed pitcher in baseball. Everything's different about facing a left-handed quarterback. So yeah, the there ball, certainly the are some built-in advantages. So, listen, I, we would have said way before, you watched two of the last two years in Alabama, and I know he had probably the best talent on the field, but he was incredible. You watched the game oh, yeah, against LSU. It wasn't because if that game kept going, he was going to keep scoring. Remember the bomb he threw down the silence? And, uh, oh, yeah, too. I know, too. He, All these three quarterbacks would be really good in a long time. I think two, I think two will be fine. The question will be, can he stay healthy? Because if he could stay healthy, he should be fine. He why has why do you think problems. he wouldn't stay healthy? Just because of injury. Listen, Joe, you know how we talk about luck? We talked about luck before the show. Some yeah. guys, why do some guys, like, here's the thing, Odell Beckham. I'm not taking away from anything we're talking about. But Odell Beckham, after this season, will have missed 25, I believe, or 28 games in his career within four or five seasons. Why do some guys just continually get hurt? And then a guy like Tony Gonzalez only missed, like, two games in his career. Why do some guys – why does, like, Aaron Judge constantly get hurt, but another guy does it? Saquon Barkley. That's two years gotten hurt. You know what I mean? Like, why does Mookie Betts doesn't get hurt? How the hell does a guy like – how, how does the hell – how the hell does a guy like Brett Favre or Eli Manning? No, how does Eli Manning not get hurt? How does Eli Manning or Brett Favre Goofy. never never get never miss a start? How does it happen? Phillip Rivers. How does it not how does it happen? Well, how, how do guys like quarterbacks that? are protected a lot more, but still, how do certain guys you know, get killed? We look at receivers. Why do some guys constantly have injuries and some guys don't? I mean, I don't think you could go wrong with any one of these three. It's just who you're liking. Who do you like more? I mean, Herbert to some people would say Herbert because well, he's got everything you want in a quarterback, a franchise. He's got the look. He's got the presence. Now he looks like Trevor Lawrence. Now he looks like Trevor Tua, Lawrence. People love Tua because he's accurate. He's precise. But people get scared of his injuries. And then Burrow. I mean, Burrow's just like the, the blue chip guy on the block. He's you the just wondered about he Burrow. just comes you out of wondered, nowhere. You wondered about Burrow if it was just a one-hit wonder. And so far, he's not a one-hit wonder. He looks great. He's proven I mean, you can't can go wrong. I love that you picked, you picked Herbert. I picked Burrow and Joe picked Tua. So I like that we all had... A I only picked Cobra because I trust the organization more. The Chargers organization going forward. What about the Dolphins organization? I feel like the Dolphins organization could go in the right direction. They got a new. They haven't had a guy since Brian Flores. They got Dan Marino. I like Brian Flores. That's big. Well, this could be. Yeah, their but guy. you know what? Listen, hold on. I, 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 I I'm guy. not going to defend the Miami Dolphins by any stretch. I got a uh, one of my really good friends is a diehard Miami Dolphins fan, and look, it, it's not through like a lack of trying, man. These guys have drafted so many quarterbacks. And they, I mean, they were actually the ones that signed Scott Mitchell, the last lefty starter, got a big uh, free agent contract after he left uh, the Detroit, Detroit. Lions, uh, you know, after after a couple of fill-in performances, which was weird. Yeah, um, the other weird thing, too, was he was um, like a backup, and the starters were uh, Andre Ware and Rodney Pete, two right-handed running black quarterbacks. 
which made know. a tall, lanky lefty thrower a weird yeah. third guy on the bench. But yeah, that's yeah. neither yeah. here nor Herman, there. Herman Moore and uh, Johnny Morton were the two receivers. And Herman Moore was like six foot four, number eighty four. Yeah. You yeah, remember, I remember that though? Very quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, Herman Moore had like four straight seasons, like a hundred. He was he was huge, big guy. He was like Randy Moss size. He just didn't have the speed. But the the Dolphins have looked. I mean, you know, the Dolphins. Uh, they've tried, man. They drafted some quarterbacks. They had Ricky Williams. I mean, they they tried pairing off. Uh, you know, Brian Greasy. There was so many, so many guys that were so Cole close Pepper, there. But I think here's the other thing, and I think this is something you really have to understand. You mentioned it though, seriously, Teddy. You said not since Dan Marino. They haven't had a real quarterback since Dan Marino. That's a long time. Yeah. But 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 it's also it's Dan Marino. I mean, if, right? If you're the quarterback for the 49ers, there, there's a legacy there with Montana and with Young. And yeah. Garcia, like there's been some good guys in that job. Being the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins is a, I mean, there's something to really live up to there. And literally for the last 20 some odd years, nobody's been able to step into that dude's shoes. And well, I think for the first time, right? If you're a Dolphins fan, you got to feel like two is the guy. This guy like just wills his me, way to win. To me, with Tua. Feels like this is like the last straw for Dolphin fans because it's like this is what they've been waiting for. They've been preaching it. They've been putting it on signs, social media, everywhere in Miami. That tank for Tua. This is this is what we want. Well, it feels like this is like the last straw. That like if this guy doesn't work out, then who the hell is going to work out for our franchise? I like what they did in the offseason. They signed a nice couple pieces on defense. They got a good coach. I think they're going in the right direction. I just don't like how they handled the whole situation with Fitzpatrick and Tua because they were winning. They're still in the midst of an AFC wild card right now. That still could be a, to be determined. But still, they're still in conversation. If they don't like Tua, you got two first-round picks in the top ten. You can either take both of those and flip them for Trevor Lawrence and say, here you go, Jets. Here's the two first-round picks you can build. You can go get a star lineman and a defensive player right now in the top ten and change your franchise around and keep Sam Darnold and Bill within. Or and, and Miami can go take Trevor Lawrence. And that's what's or, and that's or you keep two and you find out, you know what, he's not bad. We just need more pieces. And you say, you know what, we got the fifth pick and we got the eighth pick. Well, and we're going to get a defensive player and we're going to get another receiver. We're going to get the kid Jamar Chase out of the shoe. Hold on. And there you go. And now you build a team within a team and you do what the Bengals and Chargers have and you give him weapons so he can succeed. Or you get two more linemen to go, oh my God, here's our offensive lineman for the next. 10 years with our quarterback, he stands upright and we succeed. That's why I said, though, real quick, Trev, that's why I said the sooner they could get Tua onto the field, you might as well see what you have. You got the two picks. Like Teddy said, you either get him weapons or you get him the hell out of there and you get the right guy in. They have plenty of time now, plenty of time to evaluate Tua between now and the end of the season to know if, if he's the real deal, if the hip is good and he's good to go. And this is the thing, if you think about it, this is very similar to the Giants situation because Eli didn't start right off the bat. Big Ben and Phillip did. And you knew the pressure was on because Eli was Eli. He was a Manning. Phillip didn't start right off the bat. Drew Brees was a quarterback. Rivers sat the whole bench the whole year. Drew Brees got hurt with the shoulder. They brought in Phillip Rivers at the end of the season. And he started the following year. Go look it up. Drew Brees was on the roster when they drafted Phil. Okay, Brees. I was wrong. Drew Brees started. Big Ben went in and started. Big Ben was right off the bat. But Eli didn't start to win. Here's my thing. Eli didn't start the whole year. Okay, but here's my thing. Eli had the most pressure of the three. 
because he was Eli. He was the one that forced himself out of San Diego. He was the one that had the name, just like Tua faces probably the most pressure because of the name, and we've been hearing it for years now that it's tank for Tua, it's Tua time. Well, it's officially going to happen come Sunday. Well, now it's even more pressure him. because the other two guys and the other two were going well. Big Ben played well in his rookie year. The pressure was on Eli. I didn't see a lot of pressure with Phillip Rivers. I only I always saw pressure with Eli. I always saw pressure with Tua. Herbert, people didn't think Herbert was going to be great. And Burrow, when he was going to Cincinnati, people thought Burrow was going to get killed. I mean, he is, but guess what? He's still playing well. This is just a surprise to the NFL. Well, that you got three young quarterbacks just added to but the this list. This is just added to the list of the plethora of young, great quarterbacks in this league, and that's going to be around for a long time. It's I'm a, excited. It's a blessing to have in the NFL, and this is what I'm saying about with the quarterbacks coming in. If you don't have your guy, move on. That's why we've talked about it over the last couple of weeks with Sam Darnold and, and Daniel Jones. Is If he ain't the guy, just like we watched in the Carolina game last night with Teddy Bridgewater, he's good. Teddy Bridgewater is good. He's not great. He is not winning a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. So speaking of that, since we've been talking about quarterbacks and we've been figuring out teams trying to find their guy, well, the Jets have a situation right now, and they're going to have a situation for months to come because while the Jets are not winning any games, much, many games, I should say, this coming season, hell, they might not even win one. So they're going to have the tough question to face this offseason. Are they going to keep Sam Darnold? Or are they going to go draft a guy named Trevor Lawrence? But wait, that's if Trevor Lawrence decides to come out. And we don't know yet. Would Trevor Lawrence actually decide to pull an Eli slash Elway and decide to trade his way out of New York? And if so, where would he want to go? That's the thing. Because it's New York. I feel like anybody wants wouldn't, – wouldn't, want, wouldn't you want to take – the spotlight, it's New York, or is New York just past its, past its prime now? Like, it's kind of like the Knicks situation. Are they just past, like, their prime? Yeah. Yeah, because now because just, Patrick Mahomes his social is, media media market doesn't matter anymore. New York is really doesn't. Now it's not Patrick anything Patrick Mahomes special. is in Kansas City. You can make your name wherever you are. So right? will the Jets move on from Sam Darnold? And if so, is Trevor Lawrence actually going to be the guy there? Because who knows if he actually stays back. If Would he actually so go back to Clemson? To avoid playing. So here's the thing. This is a two-part question. The first question is, will he stay in Clemson or come out? First of all, I think he comes out. So that what's that? So now we got to take it to the next step. If he is going to leave Clemson, I think he's going to pull an Eli or a John Elway, however you want to say fit. He's just going to say, I don't want to play for the Jets. He's not going to say he wants to play for an organization. He's going to say he's not going to want to play for the Jets, which means that opens up a whole different avenue. That allows for teams to say, hey, listen, Jets, he doesn't want to play for you. He's willing to sit out a whole year and not play. Because you know he's going to be the number okay, one pick. So now the Jets doesn't matter. Well, that really worked out very, very well for San Diego when you think about it in terms of what they got from the Giants and what they turned those picks into. And you would get a whole lot more now because the way draft is. Well, they get Phillip, they get Sean Merriman, they get Nate Kading and part of that. And they have one other guy. I forgot. And they got another guy. That's guy. part of the deal. So with that being said, as we've seen what the Rams gave up to get Jared Goff, we saw what the Eagles gave up to give up. Carson Wentz. Both teams, I think, would be happy with what they gave up to have their quarterbacks. I surely, even with Carson Wentz struggling in the team, the Eagles, maybe if they were healthy, we'd have a different story. But we saw what Carson Wentz can be. And I think it can still be that if they got a healthy team. Yeah. So the Jets have to figure that out. Do we, do we, do we play chicken and say, you know, we'll call his bluff and say, we're going to draft you anyways. We're going to keep it on the team. What are you going to do? You really going to sit out? He has no thing. Now he could sit out next year and go back into the draft class. 
again. Or you just say, you know what? Yeah, and the Jets will probably have the number one pick again. More yeah. like, more than likely. Or, see, or, or do the Jets say, okay, we're open for business, and this is where you can reshape and return on your franchise on one trade because the Dallas Cowboys did it with the Herschel Walker trade. That's how they end up getting Emmett Smith and getting all Nate Newen and a whole bunch of linemen in the 1989-1990 draft class because Jimmy Johnson was smart enough to flip Herschel Walker for seven picks for the Minnesota Vikings, and that's what you can do. Yeah, you can the, change I, your franchise with one major trade, Jets, and you yeah, can get the, multiple assets. You can get a – like one of the guys are saying, the Jets need a pass rusher. You go to Washington and say, okay. The Jets need a pass rusher. The Jets need everything. But the reason why they're 0-7 and, and last in every can, major game. But you can say, go get me one. Uh, you can say, go get me a pass rusher from that team, a, a guy that you know that are current. Would they be better off just drafting Trevor Lawrence or doing – No, because, trade, no, because the trade. Jets – I got a question for you before. guys. Why do you think everybody is obsessed with the idea that Trevor Lawrence isn't going to play for a garbage team? Because that's the reality of when you're the best quarterback – Coming out of football, out of college football, and a long time, it's the, the the Super Bowl winner is not ever the team picking first because that's no, because not we, happening. No, it's more likely the team picking first was the absolute worst team in the league. Because it's I not going to be any different with the Jets. And you know what? You can say what you want about the Jets organization; they're all going to be gone next season, if not by the end of this week, maybe. But the so they'll the all team. be gone. It'll be a whole new regime. Trevor Lawrence can say what he wants today. He's also got COVID. So let's see how that – let's see what that does to him. He'll let's see if he's all right in a cup. Let's assume he's going to be all right, but maybe he won't be. Oh, he will be. He'll be but ready we don't, in days against Notre Dame. But you don't know that. You don't You're know. not a doctor, you and yeah, you don't know that. You don't freaking know the guys. They'll, they'll, they'll pass him, Joe. Ted, no, Joe, just move on. Ted oh, listen. Oh, with, with every beacon and in, 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 in the universe, they'll try to get him in there. But I'm saying medically speaking, if he's not up to it, he's not up to it. But I, I think being exposed to something like this could also change a perspective. I'm going to stay at Clemson another year. Yeah, and die of COVID? Nah, I'll go get my money now. Exactly. Like I said, there's a good chance that if he decides not to come out this year, the Jets are picking number one. Next year too. I just, I just, I just pick you again. I, you know, I think it sucks. I know I understand the way it is the business, but I try to relate this in life. Where, where, where do you go where you don't get to pick where you want to work in your life? You know, think about it. in sports. It's the only job where you don't get to pick where you want to work. The employer picks you out, and you have no choice. So, like, here's a choice: you got Google, who's willing to draft you, but you got some freaking shit ass job that you know will probably be gone in five years. They have the number of picks, so they draft you, and you're going to go work for a shit company when you could have worked for Google or Microsoft. It's like, sure, dude, but don't forget, before Kurt Flood, they basically, the baseball and foot, they owned you for life. They owned no your way. right, and so they I could keep I, you or get rid of you on a whim. I just think it's important. For, I just think, oh, I'll finish this line. I'll let Trevor go because I know he wants me to shut up. I just want to get in. I just think that players need to start having a bigger voice on where they want to play because it's kind of like the Dak thing, but I think players need to have a voice because ownerships and owners just control these players, whatever they want to do, whatever they want to pay them. Dak felt like he wasn't paid, and that's why he wanted to – you know, try to – it's, it's unfortunate he got hurt. But I think right now we know what the value Dak has to, to Dallas Cowboys. If Trevor Lawrence doesn't say anything 
and he goes to the Jets, he could be ruined for the rest of his career. I think if he really truly well, he could, Or he could turn the Jets around. I mean, uh, where, where, do, where do you guys want him to go? Where do you want him to go? No, here's another point that you all Giants. Here's, here's yeah, another. no Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's another point that you have to seriously ask yourself, too. And Ted, you brought it up earlier in the show. What if there's no sports next year? What if we still have COVID? He doesn't make no money. This is a golden opportunity. You're going to be the number one pick. No matter who is going to be on that clock at number one, Trevor Lawrence will be the number one freaking pick. That's a given. It doesn't matter. It's just one team. So if you decide to go back to Clemson, Mr. Trevor, Trevor talking to Trevor right now, guess what? You're not going to be getting paid. You know how it works with college. He's not going to get paid. He's not going to make any of his money. If he goes to the Jets, if he goes to the Falcons, if he goes to the Giants, if he goes to the anybody one of those bad teams, you don't want to the, get Jags, the Jaguars, you're going to be set with your first contract for life. It doesn't matter. You're just going to get added more down the line with ad- endorsements, advertisements, commercials, and then on top of it, with another big fat contract. So it doesn't matter with the way the market. That's all I'm trying <laughs> Hold on, listen. Hold on. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And then you can get to your yes. point, John. You're like, a you million percent right. Money situation. situation. Yes. Like, you got to get paid. Or get you you got to get your money. Realistically, sports next year with COVID, we don't know when COVID's going to end. We could just say, oh, it's going to be gone. And no, that's not because we we said that back in March and we're back. We're in November and it's uh, spiking up again. So realistically, this isn't going away until next year and the draft is in April. So he's got to figure it out. Hold on. The too. I know you wanted to get. What was the comment? I think it, it, it's the if he goes to the Jags, it's going to be the same situation. Or if it's like the Broncos, or or pick your team. He's going to teams that are picking quarterbacks in the top ten suck. It's it's rare when they don't. The Chiefs being a rare exception a few years ago. Yeah, they made yeah. a move on Patty Mahomes. Who knows why? Maybe Who knows what Andy Reid saw in that kid? Because let's be honest, most other people didn't. Yes. If they did, they would have drafted him a lot earlier. Yeah, Correct. Yeah, yeah when people say that Dude, stuff, There were people who thought it was a stretch for KC to move up at 10 and grab him. So cut the garbage with this. This is so more? stupid. Hey, Trevor no, Lawrence, no, no. Trevor Lawrence will play for a bad team with the intent on turning said franchise around. Yeah, that's how that's, this works. That's one of the arguments that pisses me off to high heaven when people talk about Patrick Mahomes like everybody knew. Patrick Mahomes. No, but no, 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 because everybody wants to always say, oh, my, look at Patrick Mahomes. He's amazing. We no. know most teams don't like the Packers go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. That's probably what you're trying to say. They don't go from one great quarterback to another. Oh, no, I was just trying to say that but everybody thinks you're just going to get a Patrick Mahomes. When Patrick Mahomes got Herbert... Go on. Go on. Got hurt. Go on. Go on. You're Go missing on. the point, Ted. Teddy, you're miss you're missing the point. Look, there, there's that's the problem. Right. So hold on, right? I'll give you I'll give you a great example. Teddy, Teddy, focus for a minute. Teddy, look at me for a minute. Don't listen to your brother. He's uh, Trevor, you've got like you got I don't know, ants in your pants. Calm down. I'm just trying to make a point, Teddy. You I know, know you are. You gotta let this Teddy, you gotta let him run out in the yard after the show. He is so got so much energy. But listen, Joe, it's crappy weather. I don't want it. The Packers are a well-run organization. They knew to draft Aaron Rodgers because they knew Favre's time was done. 
They they obviously went out and uh and drafted uh oh gosh, what's his name? The drafted Alex Smith and that's why he's out there. And they drafted Julian Love. So I'm right, saying- they drafted Julian Love because again Green Bay, Jordan Love, they've got the advantage of planning for the future. The Packers don't want to be caught in that season, right, when all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers sucks because it's going to happen. Absolutely. It's it's starting to happen to Breeze. It's starting to happen to Brady. It happened to Eli. You're seeing it with Big Ben. Phillip Rivers has those weeks where you're like, who is this guy? It happens. You can either be completely unprepared and have to draft the best quarterback that you can get in the draft. That's that's all you've got at that point. Like that's, that's how I'm this works. Agree with Trevor. It is it is rare for a team to have Alex Smith as its quarterback to have taken him to an NFC Championship game and be like, "We should start planning for the future." And they did that, well, the and it was a smart move. But it is not. It is, but it's not the typical move. Yes, I agree. That's and, and, but I was agreeing with Trevor because I said I think teams should do what they did. If you really, you're if, right. If you think Mahomes is that good, and Trevor's right. If if you, no one thought Mahomes was going to be that good, but if you think that guy is going to be that good, and you have the twentieth pick, you go up for your franchise, even if you made the playoffs. Yes. And you go get your quarterback. But that's what ticks me off is that people, we have idiotic fans nowadays because they just think all of a sudden we're just going to get Trevor Lawrence and the franchise is just going to go, ooh, just like that. We're going to just start. It's going to be, we're going to be Super Bowl contenders with Trevor Lawrence. It doesn't work that the way. The Patriots and, could go get him next well, year. The Patriots could be interesting. <laughs> and they know. might be in the Super Bowl. But that's Bowl. what my thing is, is, and the whole Patrick Mahomes thing just bugs me to high heaven when I see on, on social media, oh, can you imagine if the Giants had Patrick? Look, people. When Patrick Mahomes came out, there's no way we thought he was going. There was not a chance that he was going to win an MVP in his first actual season and then win a Super Bowl the next following season. We just didn't think he was going to take over the league by that. And if you did, you're you're just not. Then go have the weapon. And then I want you to go to a nearest gas station and get a lotto ticket because you're going to win lotto because you just know everything then. That's all I have to say because that's how Jace, it is. Jace Garcia might have known that, but Jace watch, watches an obscene amount of college football. He was the same guy that thought Utah was a top three team last year and got their asses kicked on national TV. Well, don't tell me about the college football. I've been watching college football all my life. He's I from know Utah. Huh? He's from He's- Utah. He I know, but with his know, heart sometimes. Yeah, but guess what? Sometimes, sometimes the hearts go with your heart sometimes, but not all the time. That was never. I never go with my heart. Look at the weapons that Patrick Mahomes. He was able to sit behind Alex Smith, Joe, which you said, an outstanding veteran presence who won game after game. He was able to learn from Andy Reid. If you go to the Jets, if you're Trevor Lawrence and you go to the Jets, or you go to the Jaguars, you don't have Andy Reid there. Okay, let's get that straight. You don't have the organization and backup like the Hunt family is for the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, you don't have Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You don't have Kyrie Kill. Congratulations, you finally got one. You still pick the Giants every week, right? Hey, everybody's got to feel lucky once in their life. I mean, you 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 have Travis Kelsey. If Trevor Lawrence goes to the Jets. Who's his number, who's his receiver? Who's his tight end? Who's his running back? If he goes to a jack, who's his receiver? Who's his you know what I mean? Like the reason why Patrick Mahomes and why everyone wants Patrick Mahomes is because they think he's gonna throw but you have to think of the situation. Aaron Rodgers went to the Packers. Joe, you said it. Perfect 
perfect run organization with good offensive linemen, good receivers, and good running backs. Yeah. And they continue it. Now we break Green Bay's chops because they haven't continued to put weapons around him. And like, real quick, this was the here's the other thing about grabbing Rodgers when they did. It allowed them for the next two years to load up on weapons that Favre could use short term. And then we're already ready when they turn the team over to Rob. Remember how good those receivers were? They had two years That's under the why? They were playing as rookies with Favre. And then when Favre got out there, he had two years experience. And Rogers was like, well, that guy knows how to run around. Just throw the ball to him. Let him do his thing. It's like, yeah. And then the guy, same thing for Mahomes. And then you look at Trubisky when he went to the Bears. They had no one there. So the Jets. Who does the Donald have? Who's Giants? And Daniel Jones walked into a team where, like, okay, Odell Beckham, we're going to get rid of him. So you're not going to have him. Evan Ingram can't catch a pass, and you have no number one receiver. And we're going to draft Saquon, but with a bad offensive line. It's like, good I luck. know we don't want to talk about the Giants, but we're sort of doing it now. You're exactly right, dude. This is what happens when you when you keep your quarterback for too long. When in 2016 you go out and, and, and think that you're going to spend $400 million on free agents to try to, like, buy a playoff win. Th- that, those were all stupid things. The Giants should have hit the reset button in 2015. That should have been when the rebuild started. It shouldn't have slowly started over the 17, well, you're, you're 18, right you're 19. Right you know who that giant team is like? They played last night. It's like the Atlanta Falcons. But yeah. here's the thing. The, the Jets have a lot of questions to figure out because they look like they're going to have a new whole new caboodle next year, coaching staff, and, and who knows? They need a lot of work. And no quarterback is just going to come in there. And it doesn't matter if it's Trevor Lawrence. It's well, then answer this question real quick. And change that franchise right off the bat. It's going to take time. This question is up on the board, and it's this is up. It's been up twice, and we haven't touched it. We we sort of sidetracked onto Lawrence. Here's put it like this. I guess let me ask. Let me ask. Let me ask you what I want to ask you. Hold up. I told you guys. I'm. I think Daniel Jones is good, and I think the Giants. I think the Giants have a guy who's got talent, who's got the brain capacity to do this. I think he's got a a fumbling problem he needs to get over, and I think he will. Okay? But I think he's got the speed. I think he's got the skill set to be a successful quarterback in the NFL. I would rather, if the Giants get the number one overall pick, I would much prefer that they go O-line or D-line. Yeah, me I too. feel like Dan, I, I'd like to give Daniel Jones another four or five years and see if they can't build around this guy and, and do it up. Years, I, I would say at least like another two, at least two, two. I'm years. saying four or so, five years where there's there's progressive. Maybe there's a wild card after a year, two or three assets and see what he could do when there's an actually offensive line and receivers with him. And if he can in a year or two, you're going to suck anyways, which you said you're going to suck anyways. So that means you're going to be in the top 10 again. Like you right. normally are, and then you can draft the quarterback. All in all, you got. I I know we've talked. My about- point is, is, and I'm I'm asking you this. I'm done with Sam Darnold. I was high on Sam Darnold. I don't know if you guys remember. I wanted Darnold over Saquon initially. Initially, I thought the Giants, thought the Giants were going to take him over Saquon too. That's the guy who I initially wanted until I would saw Saquon's tape, and I was like, "Oh yeah." Sam Darnold be in a better position with the Giants and the Jets. No, would he be more successful? There's a reason why both New York teams are at the bottom of the food. I don't think Sam Darnold's a franchise quarterback. I think he could be with the right organization. Oh, we have to see because that's going to happen. It, most, if Jimmy G could be good enough for the 49ers, I think Sam Darnold with the right head coach. If anything, put him with an offensive mind like. Shanahan, no. or put him for with Frank Wright in the Colts, and I think 
Sam Darnold could actually win games and win you a playoff game. What do we got there? Is that the comedian hour now? We got com- com- I love comedian. Jared. What I was going to say is it, it doesn't matter. It looks like signs all point to the Jets moving on from Darnold. I, I would be shocked if he's still the court if he's still the quarterback of the start of next year. But there's a lot of questions for the Jets, and it's going to be going on. There's a lot of questions for Trevor Lawrence. He's got to figure out. I mean, is he really going to stay in hey, for another year? Of to lead up with your next point, if you're going to talk about this, Baltimore Ravens. They had Joe Flacco, Super Bowl winning quarterback, and they drafted a quarterback at the end of the first round named Lamar Jackson. I think it's turned out pretty damn well for them. But I'm glad you brought that up because that's what good franchises do. They plan for the future. They don't just react to, oh, my left tackle's retiring. I better get another one. You should be, you should already be building depth and have guys that are ready to go. You know who's going to need to start figuring out their situation at quarterback soon? It's the team that's playing those Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers, because they do have an older quarterback that's getting up there in age, believe it or not. And they're going to have to find a quarterback. And with the record that they have right now, I don't know if you could keep like the Steelers are in a tough situation because they keep winning. They're, they're, they're just successful. The Pittsburgh Steelers, that's what they do. They just win championships. They're dominant. And that's why they're one of the best franchises in the NFL. Well, when you're winning, you can't get any chances of getting a. Y'all start talking about Darnold's biggest fan, Steve Risser, is no good job. I know. It's just like, the, yeah, the, I know. No, that Risser, Risser pops up with no, that. Yeah, 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 fan. Just ignore the comment that Jason said. But my point is, is the Steelers, they keep winning. They're going to need to find a quarterback sooner or later. But when you keep winning, you can't find. Look, I know that, oh, you can find somebody in the mid rounds. Teams get very, very lucky to fight. I mean, if you're if you're gonna say, "Well, the Bird Patriots found Tom Brady," just stop because that's not that doesn't. It, Joe Montana. It rarely, rarely happens. That's, though. Yeah. It rarely. You know what? But you know what? Listen, this was a great example of late in the draft. They wanted a quarterback that they could take and and yeah, and, 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 right. and, and mold. The, this guy that uh, the Cowboys might be starting this Sunday. Ben DiNucci. Um, ben yeah, DiNucci. Um, I don't know the if you even know the story, but Mike McCarthy knows his Mike McCarthy knows his uncle. He's like, hey, He's you should take a look at this pet. kid. Yeah, DiNucci. and that's why it was basically a courtesy pick. But you know, he's thinking, hey, another another guy to another guy to run through the ringer. Maybe we could do something with him. There's nothing well, wrong with taking. You know, the Giants had two great opportunities during the run while Ly was quarterback. They took Ryan Nassib. And Kyle Lalletta, and never put a single one of those guys into a regular season game well, to see if they were even player. suitable. Lalletta played and threw a pick, I think his first throw against Washington a couple years back. Um, my point is, is with the Steelers, they, they keep winning. I know what they're doing. They, they're at the top of the AFC, but they're going to have to find a quarterback. The Baltimore Ravens. You look at them. They did it right. And there's a reason why Baltimore is always at the top two because they're one of the best-run organizations, not the best in the NFL at running and making great decisions. They went from the Ray Lewis to Joe Flacco to to Lamar Jackson here. Really smooth transition. But here's the thing. The transition, yeah, it looks great so far. Last year, unbelievable. Number one team, Lamar goes historic MVP season. But then you look at this year. They're actually struggling if you look at the stats. I know they're 5-1. and But they're struggling. The points will say no, and they'll tell me I'm an idiot. They're averaging almost 30 points a game. I get it. But they're at the bottom of the league. 
They're in the middle of the New York Jets and the New York Giants for passing yards currently in the NFL. Let me say that again. They're in the middle between the Giants and the Jets. That's the two worst passes. The two worst teams in the NFL right now, that's where the Baltimore Ravens are. The Jets are the worst passing team at 159 yards. Ravens 177, Giants 184. My question is to both of you. Is Baltimore struggling offensively because they're taking away Lamar's strength? We've always known what Lamar's strengths have been. Since high school, we've seen it. College, he did it. I know that they want to work on his passing game. I know that you hear the critics in in our in this field, the media field, that says, oh, well, he can't win because he can't throw the ball. I understand his completion percentage is down as well at 63% compared to last year. It was at a 66 or 68%. But his greatest tool is running the football. It's why he's been, to some, the most dangerous athlete or player in the entire world because of his ability to make plays with his feet. Why is he taking? Why are they taking away this? He's only has 50 rushes this year. You got to think about that. Last year at 176, he was dominating. Their offense you was dominant. You can't have him running 175 no, times. No, I know that. But their offense was dominant. There was not a team that could slow that team down until the playoffs forward. come. I know that. But look that at that is the reason but why. Their because if, and then you try to take, but you're taking away his greatest strength to go to something that he's not as great as he is. All right. He's not so as you great as his running his part. So here's the thing: they to win the Super Bowl, they're going to have to be able to throw the football. If you're averaging 177 yards in a, in a on the team where the Giants are the second worst and the Jets are the worst and you're right between, that's a problem. Because we saw that last year. We saw exactly what happens when you can't throw the football. I don't care how good you can run the football because it's going to come down to third and five when you're going to have to be able to complete a pass for a first down to maintain the drive to either clinch the game or to win the game. And if Lamar can't make the throw, they are not going to win a Super Bowl. Their defense is phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. It's a top three defense. I think Pittsburgh's number one or two and Baltimore's two or three. It doesn't really matter. They're a sound, great defense. They have secondary defensive line. They just made another defensive move to get uh, Ngakwe from Minnesota Vikings. He's going to be a young passer to team him up with Clayus Campbell. Bam, Ruth Day there. You got Patrick Queen, the middle linebacker. You got Humphrey. You got Jimmy Smith. You got secondary all over. You got great coaching. But if your quarterback can't make a pass when it matters, you're not going to win the playoff game. Because we saw last year. What did the Titans do? They brought nine in the box. Baltimore couldn't run the football, okay? And then when he had to throw and make it predictable, they couldn't do it. So you could stop the Chiefs' running game. Great. Good for you. That's what the 49ers did. And then it's third and 19, and they – you should have their wide receivers on call and call the episode Marquise <laughs> to the city. <laughs> Jared, stop it. You're cracking me up. But literally – you 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 Joe confesses his love Listen, for Jared I mean, on live This is what happened. Right? Dude, I love that. Yeah. Had an historic season last year. We all yeah. agree, right? Yeah. Hold on, that historic season because he could run the ball, and Lamar was able to use what his biggest tool was running. But then the playoffs came, and Mike Vrabel came up with a scheme. And then we watched the Chiefs this year on Monday Night Football come up with a scheme and say, "This is what we're going to do. We're going to play eight and nine in the box." We're going to stop your running game. We're going to tackle Lamar every time he gets the ball. We're going to play man-to-man coverage with your receivers because we know you don't have a receiver that can beat us one-on-one. Would that be man to man not having a weapon for Lamar? Or is it that, that, Lamar, well, that too. Does that play a well, part? That too. You don't have – that's why they said sign Des Bryant, who hadn't played in two years because they didn't think they had a, a good enough guy on this field yeah. as a receiver. That's why – so you take the middle of the field out of the thing between the seams where he likes to throw the ball to the tight ends. You shut down the running game and you say, go beat us one-on-one from the outside. See, teams that can't do that 
are not going to win the Super Bowl. That's why the Saints will not be able to do that because, sorry, Drew Brees, five yards dink and dunks ain't going to work. So what is you what? got to be Aaron Rodgers throw the ball down the field. You got to be Tom Brady. You got to be Patrick Mahomes. You got to be able to stretch the field because we saw it last night in the Carolina game. If you can't throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field to open up the defense, you are going to play right into the defensive hands. Let me tell you something. In 1990, Michael Jordan, who was not a great three-point shooter, decided to enter the three-point shooting contest. And he lost. Got eliminated in the first round. Craig Hodges went on to win the first of his three consecutive three-point championships. The point is, it didn't matter. Do you know Jordan from that point on became a better three-point shooter, put more work into the three-point shooting, Hit six uh, threes in the yeah, first the half. Game in the, in the 92. Show. What am I doing? What game. am I doing? Just banging threes? I can't help it. I'm Michael Jordan. Yeah. Look, I, I think I think having Lamar Jackson become a better thrower is a good idea. Yes, not I love having the re- But not having the receivers to do it, Trevor, it's probably not the right time to be doing that. I mean, this is stupid. You know, if you went out and got this guy, uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins or somebody like that, you know what I mean? Um, If you would have done something like that, then, yeah, let this be the season where he throws. But since your receivers still, for the most part, stink um, or are, you know. Hell, even if you have like a DK Metcalf. Instead of taking Hollywood Brown, you take right. a big, strong, physical guy that you know you can throw the ball up to and he can make plays instead of a guy who's got the speed. <laughs> a desperation move. <laughs> but that's what I'm trying to say is that you know that he really can't throw. So what is he go? What is he supposed to do? I mean, he's got to run. And that's yeah, I don't get it. Trevor, you're exactly right. I don't I don't get it. I mean, again, if it's about developing a guy's weapons or skills, then get him the weapons to do it. Otherwise, let him do what he naturally does best, which is run with his feet. Yeah, but what it, it, it's a, it's a no-brainer, and it's a no so wonder that they're not playing as well. But what if the teams are taking away – it's like the Belichick thing. They saw a game plan. The Chiefs did a game plan against them this year, and so did the Titans last year. And a lot of teams are following that game plan. They're stacking the box because now they understand what the Ravens do. So there's like, probably opportunities down the field, and they're yeah. going to have to start figuring out where those and are, making it happen, more, and then more. that stuff more, will stop more. in a heartbeat. Because you can't run the ball if you if you got nine in the box. You just can't do it. You're going to have an extra defender to guard the run. but And if you don't have the weapons outside, now you can blame, I guess, Baltimore for not having the receivers. And you can even, say for, they, you can even say for both teams, because both of these teams are at the bottom of the food chain in, in the league with passing and passing yards per game. So could both, I could even speak for both of these teams. Well, the lack of passing, the lack of your passing game, could that hurt both of these teams from maybe even getting to an I mean, winning a Super Bowl? Because... We know their defenses are great. We know they can run the ball. We know their organizations are great. Great coaching staff. But like you said, Ted, in a league of passing, led by Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Brady, and you can't pass the ball, are these teams going to struggle come playoff time? Knowing what they are right now, combined 11-1 and and two of the best in the league. The Steelers blitz on 46% of their defensive plays. I mean, that's about half. 
the Ravens are the same way. They do they're the same exact thing. They blitz like 50% of the time. It was I think that last year they had blitz more than anyone in the entire league on a consecutive basis. It's almost every other play they send some type of blitz, the Ravens. They have 17 sacks this year if they send in more than four rushers. So it it happens fast and furious. Uh, you know, this could be a tough game for the oh, Ravens. Yeah, it really is, man. This is the game and, of the week. This, it's going to be the game of the week because I'll tell you what, I think it's it's going to be interesting to see what Lamar Jackson is able to do. And I think if he's your fantasy quarterback, if he's your fantasy quarterback this week, I think you should be considering whoever your backup is because I think this could be one of those weeks where I, I say a couple of picks. Comment. Did you see Jared's last comment? Mark Jackson <laughs> needs someone better to throw the ball to. <laughs> we'll we'll uh, no, Joe, finish your point. My finish ball. your point. Sorry, sorry. sorry. I just, I thought Jared's, you were, I thought, I, Joe, Jared's, Jared's on fire right now. He is great today. Uh, I just think this could be one of those games where I think Lamar Jackson could literally have like a, a stink ball game. I, I think played, like a 170 yards passing, 60 yards on the ground, maybe a couple picks, maybe no scores. I think this could be a really, a really yeah, tough situation for him. Does Pittsburgh stay undefeated? Yes or no? I, I, I would have initially thought no, but the more I've, I, the more I've looked into the way these like two the teams are matching up, the more I think the Steelers. It's hard to be seven and zero, oh, man. It's hard. I think After it's going to happen. A big game last week against Tennessee. I think the Ravens win this week. I think they come off. They, they've had a lighter schedule going forward. The Steelers have just played a really tough game against the Titans last week. It was a tough win. Big Ben showed me a little yeah, something. Yeah, but before that. last week, too, real quick, Teddy, we said the Steelers hadn't played anybody, and then they beat up the, the Titans, and we were like, well, and they just beat up the one. I don't know. I think they're yeah. good. They're the only undefeated team. I think Baltimore beats them. I think Baltimore beats him this week. This is the first time that Lamar Jackson, the wide receiver, I was blowing over. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I, listen. The Ravens. Do you know Lamar and Big Ben have never faced each other? Not that they ever go against each other, but they have never faced each other together on the field. So this will be a really, really interesting game. I think this is a tone setter for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. You know everything we've talked about because this is the best defense he's gonna face, and this will be the. Hey, I think the Steelers are gonna do what we just said. They are gonna bring the blitz, Joe, and say. Beat us with the passing game. Yeah, I'm going to bring T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree off the outside. We're going to have Casey Hampton up the middle, or uh, not Casey Hampton. He, that's the old time guy. He was on the old shit. Uh, Cameron Hayward, Cameron and Hayward. we're just going to and just blitz, blitz, blitz. You're not going to be able to run the football and say, okay, beat us with Willie Sneed and Nick Boyle and Mark Andrews and anyone else that you think you have. Can I make a prediction? I say the Steelers win this game. They get to ten and zero. And then they lose at Heinz Field to these same Ravens. I mean, I've been high on Pittsburgh all year. I'm not changing my prediction. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I love that defense. I'm going to take the, the Ravens. The way they – I get it, Steve. We know you're a Kansas City Chief fan. We get it. Just like you're a Houston Astros oh, fan. See, again, again, I don't know, man. I've I've seen the Chiefs. The Chiefs are not the same team they were last year. They're doing better. things a lot They're differently. And, and, again, maybe they are better. They Maybe the they are. Maybe they are. But my hold on. My point is, look, what they did last year to win is it what they're doing this year? No, they don't. So have I don't know. I don't. But I don't know if this formula is going to win. 
I think it is because at the end of the day, they can turn it on because we've already seen it. If Mahomes has – think about it. If you looked at the last three games, Mahomes hasn't thrown the ball like over 30 times. Go look at it. He ha- they have not – they've gone back to like running the football. They're running the football. Their defense is actually playing much better last year. And that's what happens when you have Steve Spagnuolo for another year and you have the same players because now you build – Unity and everything that you were teaching last year, like it's like youth football. Doesn't when matter. you have a nine-year-old, you have to teach them how to do a stance. Fucking but it. as they get older, you don't need to teach them. Now you can move on to advanced skills. They are, they have a lot of the same players. They brought back almost their whole defense. Matter. Buccaneers are the best team in the NFL. And Kansas City is the best team in the AFC because at the end of the day, I'll still take Mahomes in that offense because in a league of of offense, they have the best offense. Follow with Tampa. I'll take Tampa as the second best offense because of Mahomes. And that off. I got the Steelers winning this week. Uh, I, I I just been a huge fan of them all season. I love their defense. I'm not going away from it. I love Lamar Jackson. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL. I love the Ravens, but I'm going with the Steelers. I can't change my mind. I've been very high on them, and I'm not going to change it on that. Go on, you Joey. See this, you see the stat I just ran here? Pittsburgh's the seventh team in the Super Bowl era to get more than three points as an underdog with a 6-0 six, six or better outright record. Each of the previous six... Lost the game outright. And who is that? Four, who is that? Doing four against the spread. This is basically saying the Steelers are going to lose this game based on history. Can I, every I time we've been, every watching. time we've been in a situation like this, uh, the the Steelers team loses. Why is this game not on Sunday Night Football instead of we got to watch that garbage ass game on Sunday night? Why is that even? I'm not, I'm not even. In, this why would make a lovely on? Monday night too. <laughs> here's the, here's the thing: the four o'clock game. You got two really good games. Now I know you're gonna diss this one, but the Bears Saints should be a really good game. It'll give you a good test of where both teams are at. I think because we already not. Well, don't expect a lot and, of and, Don't expect a long ball in this and, game. And, and here's, you're gonna get a and, lot and, of and, and here's the other thing: the other four o'clock game is the 49ers versus Seattle. Don't ever. Bet against Mahomes. They'll never beat what against Mahomes, you weirdo. No, I'm just kidding. What does that even mean? He meant bet. He meant bad. I know what he meant. I'm just teasing Steve. I know. Well, I can bet against anybody I want, Steve. Don't tell me what to do. Free world, oh baby. My God, millennial. Don't Listen, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm in a real freaking mood today because yeah, taking me off here, and Joe thinks I need to go outside and run around. Yeah. Make him a sandwich. Make him a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then send him out to the yard. He needs to run this off. I'll do you one better. How about you get in your car, you go to the pizza house right now and go get me one of those subs that you still owe me. Well, we won't see him. Joe, are you going to see me? Phase two. Joe, are we going to see each other again? Yeah, maybe in early 2022, I'm thinking. I figured. Early. Early 2022, though, like I February. I won't make the comment. I don't. Know, I don't appreciate appreciate your sense of humor. I appreciate Jared. Don't worry, Joe. I'll wear a mask. Yeah, we'll wear yeah, a you mask. You could come over. Three. Yeah. What can you smell with her? <laughs> I'll wear three masks for you, Joe. If that helps. Joe, um, I appreciate that. I do. Oh, I'll I wear, do. Yeah, I'll wear as many masks as you want me to. I would love to. I would love to come and watch uh, games with you guys one of these Sundays for sure. I actually moved some of my. my... There's a no pants party, John. <laughs> as long as they're wearing masks, the pants are I'm fine with. That's. We all got to wear masks watching football. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, because we could be no. screaming and there could be spit coming out and, yeah, and, spit and all that stuff. Do you, hey. do you have any idea how much I've spit 
onto this screen that you're looking at. You have no, it, I mean, I don't know. And this started like a week ago. I don't know if I chipped it. To, like, spit's been flying out of my mouth. Like, when I can't he, even he stop. He went like this, and the hair went back, and the face went red, and he was like, because they suck. Did you have to scream? You already had it once. Sorry. <laughs> Jace, we know. Every, we, they beat them I think Jace is deep down a Bears fan this season. Jace wants the he loves the Bears. The Bears well, and the Chargers. They're gonna lose again. They're gonna lose again. The Utah Utes, the Bears. All teams that are overrated. <laughs> Sorry. Don't worry. The Bucs are still the best team of football. The Bears just beat them. Okay. See you in December, see you in January when they play again and the Bucs beat them. Bucs are the best team. Chiefs are the second it, best team. Uh should we even consider making a prediction for that Monday night game that the New York Giants have to play this week? Giants are going to win. I don't like Brady either, but right, guess what? the Giants are going to win. No way the Bears win this week. Yeah, Bears are picked it, so that's, you know, the Bears aren't winning. No, here's my thing. Did the Giants actually win quick? Yes or no? And if not, how bad did they get beaten? Giants. Godwin's not playing. Giants have the upset of the season. Daniel Jones' best game again Ted, against the Bucs. You sound idiotic now. Now you sound ridiculous. It's going to happen. Do you realize the Giants? Andrew Thomas is going to give up five freaking sacks. The poor bastard. JPP is going to be beating us with one finger. I feel so bad for him because that's a guy that needed needed training camp, needed preseason too, because he's been struggling. The other three guys did. The other three guys. Dude, it's funny. Tom Brady doesn't know when it's fourth down, and Jason Pierre-Paul can't even count to four. I mean, it's. There's no reason the Giants shouldn't be able to beat. But look, the Giants have played seven games. In four of them, they face the backup quarterback, and they're one and six. Backup quarterback. They faced the backup quarterback four times in seven Whoa. games this year. What is the backup? Big Andy ben? Dolan, Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, but Andy Dolan was at the end of the game. Mitchell, and they still lost. Yeah, but Trubisky was a starter at the time, and he still lost his job. Four backups. In seven games. We'll look at the depth chart of the Chicago Bears right now, and they'll show that Mitchell Trubisky is the backup. They lost to a backup. The the Bucks come in averaging 31 points a game. The Giants are averaging, what, 12? I mean, that's my prediction, 31 to 12. Like 31 to 12. I, I think that's a, a, the best you could hope for this week. I, I put it to you like this. If, if you could keep Tampa under 50, I think the Giants have to walk away. Feel honestly, I think the Giants would feel good about themselves. Seven seventeen. Oh my God, that defense! Are you kidding me? Giants will play hard. I know they will, but they're just not. They're just not talented enough. It's just not going to happen. It's going to be very tough. That's a great defensive line. You got a great linebacking crew. They bring a lot of. They bring a lot of pressure. They got a great secondary. It's going to be a struggle for Daniel Jones. I think, they, I think the Giants have been misfortune. Think about JPP. If he doesn't blow up his hand, that's their pass rusher, star pass rusher for the next 10 years. We're not talking about pass rushers. We're talking about teaming guys up with him. I they just still think could have paid him, and they could have kept him, but they didn't. I mean, it was – I have 31-13. Really I, I have 31-13 really well bucks. If the Giants keep them under 30, honestly, I I'll, I'll pat the defense on the back, but there's no way there's no way this offense can score more than 20 and you can't possibly keep Tampa under 20. So there's I mean literally guys, there's a 0% chance the Giants win unless the COVID outbreak in the morning on Tampa it's not even a point one. Every single guy is out on Tampa's starting offense, then maybe I would take the Giants in this one. 
Joseph? I'm serious. There, there's Statistically speaking, it's an impossibility that the Giants could outplay the Buccaneers and win. I, I just can't. I can't mathematically make this work, and I'd like to. What is wrong with you? I'm so upset, Joe. Zero percent chance. <laughs> Zero percent chance, Joe. Twelve nine. Joe, look at twelve nine. Puts the That's team why I love Jace. Right whenever Jace, whenever Jace says something insane, I got. I'm always like Jace. Tell me the story of the game in your head. I want to see it. What happened? Right. The apparently the Bucks the Bucks kicker was missing field goals all day, and they settled for three out of maybe six attempts. Gano hits one at the buzzer, the fourth of the day. Jints win at twelve nine. What a day, dude! The stuff that's happening in Jace Garcia's head must be that must be the coolest place in the world. Like I bet you Elvis, I bet you Elvis and Tupac play concerts every night there. And he's got Utah as the number one team in college football right now. They're undefeated. <laughs> They're on a sixty game winning streak, and nobody's even come close. Joe. As always. It's like Wayne's World and Willy Wonka Factory all in the same place. <laughs> Joseph, as always, it's pretty cool, he says, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. Thanks. What am I going to do with You're you man. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Joe. Joseph, as always. <laughs> well, we'll have to see. The Giants might have, are going to have a couple new play, uh, plays. Well, plays. <laughs> Hopefully, they have another couple new plays. They need something new because the Giants, it's been a struggle for us New York fans. But yeah, like I said, we got our hoodies. They just came in. The first hoodie is at first purchase is in order. So if you need them, we'll let you know. We'll get them to you. If you want your second order, if you want to let us know, if you want to let us know, please let us know. We will get you these nice, comfortable hoodies. The weather is coming. It's snowing. I didn't see it enough on Facebook today with all the pictures. Thank you, everybody, because we have to take pictures when it snows for the first time of the season. Okay. Ted's telling me we got to go. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City, including YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, share. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we're unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday.